0: Hello and welcome to Rytopia Labs Worldwide Radio Plays Festival, a podcast of 40 plays written by young playwrights ages 8 to 18 from all across the country, directed, performed and designed by professional artists, brought to you by the Mellon Foundation and the Rosenthal Family Foundation. This year's theme is Heroes and Monsters, Plays Against Fear. Now in our 11th season of the Worldwide Plays Festival, we challenged our playwrights to write toward the monsters, be they internal, external, systemic, real, or imaginary, and vanquish them. What you're about to hear are four hilarious, brilliant, provocative, evocative, and thoroughly theatrical plays written by young playwrights. If you like what you listen to, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and iTunes because we will be podcasting four plays each week for 10 weeks. And if you're a young person who wants to write a play, a story, a poem, a song, or anything at all, please check out writetopialab.org. And if you're an older person who wants to help out our nonprofit, please go to writetopialab.org slash donate. All right, time for the show.
1: The Morose Machine, by Julia Barney.
2: No, this doesn't go here. No, no, I forgot the right part. Yes, this works. Where is that thing?
3: Hey, Imogen. Take your eyes off that stupid machine and look at me.
2: Hey, Remy. This isn't the best time. Can you
3: Do you that? want a bag of delicious, yummy, cool cookies to go with your weird machine? All the money we make goes to dying elephants in some place far, far away that I don't care about. Oh, oops. Did I just say that out loud?
2: <laughs> I would rather the elephants die than buy a cookie from
3: you. <sighs> Fine, then. Don't have one. <laughs> See how I feel?
2: <laughs> well, I mean if the cookies are here <laughs> Hey Sup, Sarah
3: what? What's that? <laughs> and why does that say Rena remi- Who said my name? Imogen, what did you do? I did nothing. It's just Sarah saw
2: you going inside of your house, right, Sarah? Whoa. Really?
4: Ah, oh, whoa, why did you jab me in the. Yeah. Ach- uh, I totally just saw you walking into your house and definitely not your name on a machine. <laughs> uh. Mm
3: hmm. Yeah. Right.
4: No. But seriously. What is
2: this? I know this sounds crazy, but please don't think I've I've turned my back to society and become a mad scientist.
4: (laughs) After what happened in the fourth grade, I don't think I can make that promise.
2: (laughs) Fair point, but actually don't think I'm crazy.
4: Again? I can't make that promise
2: okay here i go i'm making a machine that will take away remy's personality because let's face it a little slower please i'm making a machine that will
4: Uh, just talk
2: normally for crying out loud I'm making a machine that will take away Remy's personality because let's face it, the girl's way too annoying and snobbish and I can't stand her. She's like that one piece of food stuck between your teeth that won't go away. Do you understand me now? What do you mean one piece of food stuck in your teeth?
3: Well, I mean Remember that time in school? Ha, yes, I got 110%. That's more than what's on the test. Thank you, Miss Harriton.
4: Hey Remy, what'd you get? I got a hundred percent. Hey,
3: hey, hey! I got 110 percent. Daddy's going to be so happy. I heard that he's going to let me go out for dinner and he's going to let me choose. I want to go to La (gasps) Carmencina. Isn't that
4: really expensive?
3: Well, yeah, but, I mean, I got 110%. Daddy's not going to care.
4: Okay, so maybe that was a
2: little rude of her. Thank you. So, how does it work? Well... When I'm done, I'll aim this red hole thingy on the top at Remy. Then, when I press this button here, which will send a marble into a wheel, which will move an egg onto my brother's baseball. After the egg hits the baseball, the baseball will move a rock exactly one inch from where it is. But, plot twist, the rock is actually on a seesaw, which will fling the rock into the air, hitting a big red button, which I drew a bullseye on. And what will the big red button that you drew a bullseye on do? The button will send an invisible ray that will mess with her personality. I made it myself. The end. Wait, what will the Invisible Ray do? Mess with her personality? Then what? Nothing. Did you literally not just hear me say the end?
4: Sorry, but the machine is cool.
2: (laughs) Thanks. Sure, want to see it in action? Sure. Okay, so let's say that I'm aiming for you. I would move this. And I would pull this. Now, m- move out of the way before it hits you. Oh, shoot. My shoelaces are untied. No, no Sarah, move out of the way before.
3: <laughs>
2: Sarah Friend, well, no, only friend.
4: Ooh. What?
2: Are you okay? What is one plus one?
4: Uh. Ooh whatever
3: Ugh, did I just hear someone say whatever that's like so last year oh Remy Sarah's gone
2: Personalityless. this is the first time
3: I'm happy to see your grotesque face I think my face is beautiful thank you very much you know speaking of grotesque faces yours could not the point we need to help Sarah and why should I help you Lives are at stake. Well, no, not lives. Only, you know, Sarah's popularity at school, her life decisions. Oh, and also your guys' friendship that you've had since kindergarten, and now we're in eighth grade.
2: Exactly. When I
3: say lives are
2: at stake, I mean my life is at stake.
3: No. You
2: have to. My best friend may be morose for life and it would be all your fault. Read my lips. N. O. Remy Joy Coleman, if you don't help me, I I'll I'll use the machine on you!
3: Ha! Yeah, right, like you, Imogen Lee would actually use your machine on me. I will. You don't have the guts. Fine then. Ha!
2: you have the guts, Remy! Remy! Remy? Remy? Are you guys okay? I I thought you'd just go play or something. Uh,
4: what do you expect us to go off and put on pretty pink makeup and unicorn stickers? Um,
2: no, but I would have expected you to get off the floor, sell cookies, play detective, you know, doing the stuff you guys like. Uh Uh-oh. What did I do? I thought that you guys being morose wasn't the worst there were plenty of things you could do but no i was wrong you guys being morose is the worst and not just because sarah isn't fun anymore you guys are wasting your lives i oh why did i build this stupid machine (gasps) i wasn't thinking i have to fix this oh great i wasted all the power what were the backwards, power-reversing items that I needed? Uh, oh, right. Okay. I need an orange and blueberry muffin with a thin layer of cinnamon on top, like the ones at the deli.
3: Why do you need uh Don't ask!
2: I was hungry.
4: Nice thinking, Imogen... Leaving the two you're stressed about alone. Good job.
2: I got the items. Alright, so if I add the orange I where don't the egg was. Here. And the muffin where the rock was. Okay, I have all the right ingredients in the right places. Let's start this baby up. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody want to help me? What? No. Ugh. Fine then. There, you happy? Okay. Here goes nothing. Oh.
4: Whoa. What just... happened?
2: It's a long story, but long story short, I saved you for being a rose for the rest of your life.
3: Wow. That was weird. I can't believe I'm saying this, but thanks, Imogen.
2: I can't believe I'm saying this, but you're welcome, Remy.
3: Well, I can say that
4: I am glad she helped us. You're my hero. Even though you did get me into this mess. And you were the one who built this machine. You know what? Let me rethink this.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so what are you going to do with the machine now that we know it's bad? One sec.
2: Would you like to do the honors?
3: Uh, Yes. Yes.
5: (laughs) Uh. Ugh! You stupid!
1: The Morose Machine was written by Julia Barney. It was directed by Matthew Jellison, sound produced by Dara Swisher, and featured the voices of Annabelle Cousins, Alex Gellner, and Erin Margaret Pettigrew. Julia's Rytopia Lab instructor was Yael Schick. Chapstick and the Six-Year-Old Mind by Dahlia Mullins.
6: I don't think I really understood good and bad as clearly as many see it. I remember not understanding why my mother was so angry this one day. I remember that day as brightly as the fluorescent lights that lit the supermarket. I remember that they hurt my eyes at first and then I sorta got used to it and then it felt nice. I remember watching my little brother Felix as he squinted in the light. He looked scared as our mother carefully inspected each and every peach, orange, and applesauce she bought, making sure it was the perfect one. And I didn't understand why she did this at the time. We were walking to the checkout line when Felix began to cry, and I didn't understand why he cried so much. People weren't supposed to cry. People were supposed to smile and laugh when Mama was buying them applesauce. I remember Mama frowning at him, and I I couldn't understand why everyone was so sad. Alice, Dolly,
5: want to buy a candy? Today's a special day because Mama's buying you a candy since she got a new job. Candy, Alice, Dolly? Alice, Dolly, be a good girl and say thank you so much. Good job, Alice, Dolly. Now, you may have your special candy, but don't cry when it's all gone because you're not going to get any more
7: since Mama's not going to buy anything else probably. Hmm, this looks a little healthier than that. And besides, you ate these in your lunch last week. Mama, can we get that box with the pretty ribbon? No, Saraline, Those chocolates are too expensive. But
5: I really, really want it. Really badly. Alice Dolly wants it even badlier. And Felix, too! Badlier, Mommy! Even more badlier! Everyone wants it so badly, you have to!
7: Saralene, I can't right now. I really can't. I'm not buying you that box of chocolates. Uh, We can get a Hershey kiss later at the bodega, if you stop complaining. But but
5: I badly, please, please. No, Saraline.
7: That's my final answer. If you don't stop complaining, you're not gonna get a Hershey kiss. And when we get to Grammy Abby's, you're going straight to your room until you can calm yourself down. But please, just one box, please. No, Saraline. Get off the ground and stop screaming. You're blocking the way, and I need to get home. Please, mommy. Honey. Keep moving. We need to go to checkout. Come on, Saraline. You have to say, Come on, Alice Dolly, too, Mama. Come on, Saraline. Come on, Alice Dolly. We really need to hurry. Then I'll drop you off at Grammy Abby's place and Mama can have some peace.
5: Hi, Felix. Be happy. Alice Dolly wants you to be happy, right Alice Dolly?
6: She said yes. When I saw that box of chapstick, I remember thinking that Felix must want a tube of chapstick to make him happy. And really, my whole world revolved around keeping Felix happy. I honestly don't know where my optimism came from. My mother got upset easily and there wasn't much joy in my life, but something about Felix made me have this constant need to make Felix happy. I truly did not perceive the fact that all babies cry, and I went out of my way to make him happy. I didn't understand that nothing I did helped. I kept trying and trying, thinking maybe next time I'll make him happy. Somehow, it never crossed my mind that nothing I did had significance. Nothing I did made him happy. Nothing I do makes him happy, nothing it never has. The only difference between now and then was that I still had hope back then. I still thought that maybe I could help. Maybe I could make a difference. So I reached and... I thought the cashier was a monster. She kept glaring at Felix. I don't even know if I realized that she was suspicious of me stealing. I just remember her giving Felix a death stare for crying. And so I death stared her right back. Apparently she didn't take it well. She was really rude to my mom. Hey,
5: you should watch your kids. Children these days are always stealing gum and candy. (laughs) Did, Did you take something? It's okay you can give it to me, I won't be mad. But I need you to give me whatever you
7: took away, okay? Excuse me, do not touch my children. I am taking perfectly good care of them and I can handle their actions. Come on, Saraline. let's go.
6: I guess for a moment, I thought I could make Felix happy. For a moment, I thought we could just share the chapstick tubes letting them coat our lips in the grease and letting it absorb into our chapped lips. I thought we could hold the little yellow tubes in our mouths like the lollipops a mama could never afford. And I thought we could roll the smooth labels onto our hands until they coated in sweat and stuck to the tubes. I thought we could stare at ourselves in the mirror, seeing the smooth, glossy surface on our lips as it melted onto our tongues, overwhelming them with the flavors of beeswax balm and pure joy. But then Mama was the monster. Mama with her worn leather wallet in her blue secondhand purse. She saw us, innocently grazing our lips
7: with the stolen delight of Bert B's chapstick. Saraleen, I do everything for you and Felix, everything. Why can't you just accept that I am trying? I am doing all that I can and you ask for more everything, Seraline. You can't have it all. Don't you understand that?
6: Maybe it was easier back then. Back before I cared. Back before I knew that my mother went out of her way to do everything for us. And as it melted on my lips and tongue coating my teeth, it didn't taste like beeswax balm in pure joy. It tasted like glue and rotten eggs and making mama mad, making mama sad. And it tasted like the last time I would actually try, actually try to paint a smile on Felix's face with a whitish balm, and every heartbeat pulsed for Felix. Felix, Felix.
1: Chapstick and the Six Year Old Mind was written by Dahlia Mullins. It was directed by Gamma Valley, sound produced by Sarah Pencheff, and featured the voices of Kate Emery, Lacey Allen, Fleece, and Sarah Pencheff. Dahlia's Rytopia Lab instructor was Matthew Jellison. Luna and Renee. By Avon Anderson.
8: Oh, are you? It's Luna, right? Yeah. Is this the nurse's office? I'm so I'm yeah. Sorry, just um, <laughs> I'm new here, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh do you watch Jane the Virgin by any chance?
9: Sorry no.
8: Oh okay, <laughs> sorry, never mind. <sighs> hmm. Do you know where the nurse is?
9: I have no earthly idea. <sighs> <clears throat> <clears throat>
8: Miss Focaccia, I have a sore throat. Hmm?
6: What? Uh, here, take a band-aid. <laughs> it's not
8: working! <laughs> this is bull. How is this person a registered nurse? Oh my god, I have no idea.
9: Um, ma'am, we really do need to talk. I know you're new here, and I don't know if you know about some of my medical info, but I went in for regular checkups with Nurse Jimenez to make sure everything was, you know, on track. What are you
6: talking about? Um, can we talk? Privately. Oh, sorry, I'm looking for something right now. If I could just find it... Uh, Man. God, kid, quit bothering me. It's, this is more important than whatever you're talking about. <gasps> How dare you desecrate the school community by this flagrant disregard for the regulations that we set in place to protect the children of our learning environment? How could you do such a thing? <laughs>
8: <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I just pulled out my phone. Uh, I'll be keeping this. Oh, wait, hold on. How can you think that it's important enough to stop what you're doing if I'm on my phone, but it's not important enough to stop to do your job?
6: <sighs> Fine. Names? Rene Dubois. Okay, I have your records here. And what about you? Luna Wood. Have you here. These are pretty old files. They've only changed for new kids, though, so it might be missing or something. Um, well,
9: uh, it might be under Lucas. You have to speak
6: up. I can't hear you. It might be under Lucas. What?
9: I said it might be under Lucas.
6: I don't understand. Lucas? What? Oh. Oh. You poor thing. Um, well, I suppose brainwashed by your parents at such a young age. Hold on. nobody's brainwashing. Told me. over and over that you were the other gender. Excuse me, nobody was telling me until that. you almost believed it yourself. Mm.
9: I, I don't. I think most people in my class don't remember when I was a boy. I transitioned in the first grade. I was seven. The teacher I had that year was really great. We spent a day learning about what trans meant, and she told everyone that my name was Luna, not Lucas, and that I was a girl. The others switched within a week. I've learned that kids are better about this than adults are. The kids that came into school since then, like Renee, don't know, but I always do. Other girls sometimes forget their girls. They get to have faith that their bodies will grow in the way that girls' bodies grow, in the way that girls' bodies have been growing since girls were put in bodies. I don't get to have that faith, and I don't get to forget. The visits to the nurse to make sure my hormone blockers are functioning properly, the injections and side effects constantly reminding me that I'm not like them. Other girls don't worry that some stranger will call them boys and a tightness will grow in their throat and a hole in their stomach. The thing I worry about all the time. Even though I look like a girl to most people, I think. And you know what else I think? I think that trans people exist. And they're real, and they've always existed, and they've always been real, even before there was a word for it, even before there were people out there who were okay with people like me. And even though there are people out there who are supportive, and luckily for me, that includes my parents, that doesn't mean they're being brainwashed. Because there are trans kids out there without supportive parents, and they still exist. They're still trans. It's not that being trans is a new thing. It's that people being supportive of us is a new thing. And it's not just a new thing. It's a good thing. That's what I should have said to her. But I didn't.
8: Oh, hey, Nurse Fokasha, that's not fair. Excuse me? That's not fair. She's not brainwashed? At least, I don't think she's brainwashed. I'm pretty sure transgender people aren't brainwashed. Right? It wasn't what I was thinking, but
9: it was good enough. I'm not brainwashed. Trans people aren't brainwashed. I'm just me. And if you don't like me as me, then you don't have to treat me. In fact, go upstairs and complain to the principal about this. I'm sure she'll understand.
6: Well, I never. And you know what? That's exactly what I'll do. (laughs) Wait, the the principal's like...
9: No, no. She knows. She's cool.
8: Okay, good. Uh, Um,
9: uh. What? Nothing. No, you wanted to say something. I What?
8: I didn't like I don't know. I, I was just thinking uh, Can trans people be gay? What? Um I said can trans people be gay?
9: Do you mean like Theoretically, or are you asking if I am... Oh,
8: like, theoretically. (laughs) Unless you want it to be untheoretical. I don't know.
9: Well, yes. Trans people can be gay. Like, I'm a girl. I'm a trans girl, but I'm still a girl, right? And girls can like girls, or boys, or both, or whatever. But, like, for me, I mean... I like boys, I think. Yeah. Oh. Okay, this might be way off base and totally Mm. inappropriate, so just tell me if it is, but I kind of get the feeling that you were asking me, like, if I was gay. Well,
8: yeah, I was. And, and that's because... <clears throat> <laughs> because... I have a friend, and that friend is gay for you. Like, she has a crush on you, and she wanted to know if you were gay. But you're not, so that's, that's fine. That's great. We can move on to another topic of conversation and never think about this again.
9: And... What's your friend's name? Uh, um, Billy uh, Eilish. Oh. <laughs> wow. Um, Wow, I didn't know Billy Eilish even knew who I am at all. I'm very flattered that a Grammy Award-winning songwriter would be interested in me, but I'm not sure that's gonna work out. I mean, for one thing, she is. 18 years old and I'm 13 so I don't think my parents would be down with that but (laughs) but I guess wish you were gay makes a lot more sense now doesn't it
8: (laughs) (laughs) okay okay no it's not Billie Eilish it's well it's me Luna I like you We hang out in different circles, but I've kind of just had a crush on you since I came into the school this year. And I get that you're straight or whatever. It's fine. Just, yeah.
9: I kind of figured, what with the whole Billie Eilish thing? (laughs) I don't like you back right now. I mean, I've only liked boys so far. I I could have a crush on a girl one day, but I don't really not yet. I haven't Okay. I I mean, who knows? Maybe someday.
8: Okay. Okay.
1: Luna and Renee was written by Avon Anderson. It was directed by Gama Valley, sound produced by Sarah Pencheff, and featured the voices of Kate Emery, Juliet Mylan, and Zaida Pietri. Avon's Rytopia Lab instructor was Matthew Jellison. Sage and Zahir's Basketball Play by Sage Abbey and Zaire Chappelle.
10: 30 seconds on the clock. Oh no, it's tied. What if we don't win the championship? We can't lose. It's time to turn up my skills. I have the ball, I have to make a shot. The clock is running fast 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. I shoot. Ugh. what the hell is happening you were just a ball and now you are a person who are you I'm your worst nightmare Ah, are you going to kill me no but I'm going to hurt you so you can die slowly oh my god someone help no one's here to help you you're alone and helpless what is happening is this a dream no this is real and you're about to oh never mind What do you mean to tell me? What's going on? Ah, No, please don't take me. Okay. I won't take you. I'll just break you. No! Now, what is your name? I'm not telling you anything. You better or I'll break you to the point you'll tell me everything. Fine, I'm sorry. Please don't hurt me. Uh, My name is Hoops. Fine. I won't hurt you. What's your apartment number? What? Why would I tell you that? So I can see your mom. No, please don't involve my mom. Fine, I'll get dad. Now, what is your apartment number? My dad died three years ago. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't have a family. But once I get your mom, I will. Please, I'm begging you, leave my mom out of this. She is innocent. Like I said, what is your number? No way I'm ever telling you that. Tell me now or you get killed. Okay, okay, fine. We live on 15th Street, apartment 3C. Uh Oh, I knew it. You guys still live there. Okay, thanks. What? You know where we live? (laughs) Why are we at my house? My mom's at work. Oh, I know. I'm just gonna wait till she comes. In the meantime, let's grab a snack, hey. Ah, uh, get off me! Oh, look, who's that? Mommy? No, that's someone else. That's definitely not my mom. Oh, okay. Why don't I just yell your name? <laughs> Oops! Come over here! Shut up! Come on in, honey. What the hell? Mom, run. He's not safe. He wants to kill you. I'm gonna catch you. Mom, faster. Get off my kid. He's my kid, too. What? I'm not related to you. Yes, you are. You just don't know how. What the hell is he talking about, Mom?
5: He... Never mind. Yeah,
10: go on. Tell him.
5: Shut up, Miles.
10: Miles? Yes, I'm Miles. And I am... (laughs) You say it, Catherine. What is going on? Don't you remember me?
5: You left before he was born, idiot.
10: I'm your dad.
5: Why did you say that? He
10: needed to know. You guys act like I'm not here. What is happening? I am your father.
5: Why would you tell him that? You psychopath. the path. Because he
10: needed to know, and that's my decision, not yours.
5: Oh, stop being so overdramatic.
10: Okay, fine. You win, alright? I just wanted a family again.
5: No, you lost that privilege. Why?
10: Please, I beg you, please. I I don't want to live in the streets. No, get out of here. Please, just give me one more chance. No. Fine, I'll go live in the streets, poor, dirty, and homeless. Okay, just let him stay. No,
5: Hoops, we can't. He died and tortured you.
10: But he's trying to make it right with us. I
5: know, but he can't, honey. Don't you understand?
10: No, I don't. What's so wrong with him?
5: He may be your dad, but he has done horrible things.
10: What bad things?
5: Um, capturing you?
10: I know, but you said things, so what else?
5: Leaving us.
10: Okay, but that's like every person that gets divorced. Exactly. I'm trying to have a better life than before. Yeah, Mom, see? No, I don't. So let me in your family. No. Just give him another chance. No, I won't. Please, Mom. No. Fine. Then I'll go with Miles.
5: No, you will not. Yes,
10: I will. And no one can stop me.
5: Uh, I can. You're just a kid.
10: Mom, stop now.
5: Fine. I'll let back on one condition. I always get to watch and control him. Fine. No, I'm a grown adult. Just let him stay. I'll keep an eye on him. No, I want to watch him at all times. Uh, We will get security cameras. No, I want control myself. You can
10: look over security cameras, and every time he moves, you get an alert on your phone.
5: No, I need to see him in front of me. Fine. No,
10: I need freedom.
5: Please. Fine, whatever.
10: Yeah, okay.
5: They're both gone. Oh no, this is bad. I'm really worried about him and Miles alone together. I still don't fully trust him. But I want Hoops to be happy, so I just said okay. What if Miles turns on us again and he takes Hoops forever? But now that I'm thinking about it, maybe they could have fun playing basketball. They both did love it. You know, they could shoot some hoops or play one-on-one. It could be fun.
10: Hey, you want to play or what? Yeah, let's play. One-on-one or horse? Horse. Okay, let's see what you've got. (laughs) Try to make that shot. Oh, fine. I'll try. Ah! Nice.
5: I see you guys are having fun.
10: What are you doing here? You showed up at the right time. I was just about to beat Hoops and
5: Horse. Oh, really? I think Hoops is better than you.
10: Yeah, I am. Yeah? Well, let me see you make this!
5: (laughs) See? I told you so. Hey, don't talk to me
10: like that. You're such a vicious person. When I married you, you were so rude. You talked to me like I was a child, like I was Hoops. Sit in the corner, go sit down and chillax. Well, I don't care to. And then we divorced, and you got even ruder, and you acted like Hoops is only your child and not mine. And last night, Hoops had to convince you. And now you speak to me like I'm lower than you? For these reasons, I'll kill you proudly and without any hesitations. No, stop, Dad. I will throw this ball at you and knock you out if you don't put down your knife. I will call the cops on you. Put down the knife. I want to save my mom because she's been with me my whole life until you interrupted my life. I brought you back into our life. And now you betrayed me. Please put down the knife and we can talk about it.
5: Throw the ball at him. It turned him into the ball before, and it will do it again. Don't do it.
10: Oh, my God. Thank you, Mom.
5: Remember to always trust me. I always have your back.
10: I know. I'm sorry. It's fine. I love you, Mom.
1: Sage and Zahir's basketball play was written by Sage Abbey and Zahir Chappelle. It was directed by Isaac Byrne, sound produced by Kiara Johnson, and featured the voices of Ali Andre Ali, Mackenzie Knapp, and Bess Miller. Sage and Zahir's Rytopia Lab instructor was Matthew Jellison. Opening and interstitial music for this podcast was composed and performed by Malcolm Knowles. The music you are hearing right now was composed and performed by Ilan Izakoff. The head of our external competition is Madeline Taylor. The co curator of our festival is Matthew Jellison. Our casting director is Oria Temeski. Our sound designer is Robert A.K. Gagneau. Our line producer is Dara Swisher. And our Artistic Director is me, Dan Ketroser. Thank you to Rebecca Wallace-Sagal, Executive Director, and Jeremy Wallace-Sagal, Chief Operations Officer of Rytopia Lab, as the work of Rytopia Lab is more vital than ever. And special thanks to Barry Waldorf, Tracy Rogers, and the Mellon Foundation, and Jamie Wolf and the Rosenthal Family Foundation and Ritopia Lab's board members, Kim Hartman and David Sherman, for their ongoing generosity to the Ritopia Lab Worldwide Plays Festival. Please check out our website at www.ritopialab.org and ritopialab.org donate to donate now. All right, everybody, as I say, the great work begins.